Live from the Metal Mayhem Studios in Rochester, New York. We are gold. We are gold. And heard around the world by metalheads just like you. This is Metal Mayhem ROC. Heavy metal music. Your weekly dose of metal music. Interviews, album reviews, news, and more. Want to be part of the show? Send us a message through our website, MetalMayhemROC.com. Or hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Search Metal Mayhem ROC. It's getting nice and heavy. And now, welcome tonight's host, John the Vernomatic Verno. Good evening, everybody, and happy Thanksgiving. As always, Thursday nights, brand new content drops. Visit the MetalMayhemROC.com website for direct streaming links to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. We also have a download drop-down box where you could rate, review, and subscribe to some past shows. Recent episodes, we had Carl Kennedy of the Rods and his new band, The 450s. A couple weeks ago, Sean Peck, Ripper Owens, Harry Conklin, The Three Tremors. And you can also listen to the continuing series, The History of Metal, We go year by year and uh, present the landscape of metal as it was. Just want to let you know about some of our media partners. Monday nights, I host a live radio show on thatmetalstation.com. Three hours of metal. There's a chat room. It's a great way to meet other bangers from around the world. And Metal Mark from Metal Mark's Vault and Metal Mark's Audio Aggression. Now, Mark, he's a 30-year veteran of uh, broadcasting. He's a big metalhead. Friday nights, he has Metal Mark's Vault, where he concentrates on rare and classic metal. And on Saturday, he comes back with Metal Mark's Audio Aggression, which he specializes in new and upcoming bands with their current releases. You could listen live or catch the streaming link, and that, for Metal Mark's information, just go back to the website. It's all out there. This is a great way to start your Mondays with Live Metal Weekends with Live Metal and the podcast on Thursdays. Tonight, a live on-the-road edition of Metal Mayhem where we went down to New Jersey and caught up with new wave of British heavy metal veterans, Raven. They're completing the first leg of their U.S. Metal City Tour and Metal Walt and Bill the Rager and myself made a roadie down there and, like I said, caught up with the band. So let me get these two metalheads that I spent a day and a half with down in New Jersey. Live from New Jersey, Metal Walt, and from Williamson, New York, Bill the Rager. Hey, guys, how you doing tonight? What's up, Bill? Doing good. Hey, how you guys doing? I'm doing all right. Why don't we start (laughs) with painting the scene here. Bill and I came down from New York, stayed with Walt and his family right outside uh, the venue, about 15 minutes from Dingbats in, uh, where, where is that? Clifton, New Jersey, Walt? Clifton, New Jersey, yes. Thank you for the hospitality. It was a great time. You've been going to Dingbats, this 500 capacity club, for what, 10, 15 years? Yeah, probably about 10 years now, maybe a little longer. I think uh, it draws in uh, sort of bands like the Ravens and the Anvils of the world. And uh, you could get some good national acts there, you know, at a uh, reasonable size venue and a decent little place in the regular old suburbia neighborhood. So, yeah, kind of a classic place. So the band, uh, again, like an introduction, it's the Metal City Tour. This was the last of four or five dates before they broke for the holidays. And the guys were great. 
they were joking, busting balls throughout. They were very accommodating. And throughout the interview, we had a chance to talk about the tour, what it's like being back on the road after this time off. You know, they're, they're road dogs. They've been doing this for years. So John Gallagher, it's John Gallagher and Mark Gallagher, brothers in the band. John starts out the interview. He tells us about the road, the pluses, the minuses, what's changed, what's exactly the same. And then halfway through the interview, his brother, Mark, who was out meeting and greeting with people in front of the club, he came in and we started all over. And, you know, it's a great flow to the interview. These guys, you know, again, very accommodating. You have something to look forward to in this interview. But I got the guys back on the phone tonight to get their interpretation of A, meeting them in the interview and the live show. So I'm going to start with Walt. Were you that familiar with them? And what did you, what was your overall perception of the interview and the band? Yeah, so Raven's a band that, uh, of all the hundreds of bands I've seen through the years, uh, I don't know. I look back now after experiencing that day and I said, well, what took me so long? You know, they're right in my wheelhouse of the type of music I love. It was just uh, never really gave them the proper attention. And one thing is, I know they uh, have a long history in New Jersey, which they do talk about, and they even played this club. I think this may have been their fourth or fifth time. So familiar setting for them. Um, I think when meeting the guys, the first thing that you realize is that they're very approachable, very humble guys. You know, these are guys that are, are heavy metal rock veterans that have been out there for 40 years plus. You know, for guys probably in their, you know, 60s now, it was it was great. They were very just warm and genuine. They had that wicked, you know, subtle British humor that came across. They had been cracking up during the whole half hour visit on the little the little van. And I think their honesty and sincerity as musicians came out. I mean, some of the things that they talked about, you see that uh, it's not a glorious road, that they have to fight for every gig fight for every paycheck, fight to make sure they can cut costs anywhere they can. I mean, even to the point where they admitted that uh, between gigs, they had three days. And the reason that was, was because they had to drive themselves across the country from Iowa to New Jersey. So that just tells you a lot that they take it upon themselves. They're kind of a no bullshit act. And uh, if they want to sustain their careers for, uh, you know, the forthcoming years, this is how they're going to do it. In terms of the show itself, I thought it was really better than my expectations. I think, you know, the variety of the material from the classic stuff that I was aware of when through the newer material, which I think is really great stuff, very heavy, very fast-paced drumming. I think they blended it well. They did some unique soloing in there um, with all kinds of weird sounds. And I think, you know, they really had, for a bar show that had maybe a couple hundred people there, you know, you, you could have easily closed your eyes and imagined they were in some big European festival with the, with the big crowd chants and the clap-alongs. And I think that's what makes them a beloved-type band that they can stay around and, and they're truly a global act. So, you know, I think all in all, I, I was happy that I got to meet them. I was happy that I hung with you guys. Great show, great experience. And, you know, I, I, I will definitely go back and see them again the next time they're through. So all great experience. You hit it right on the head when you said, you know, they had that um, crowd participation that, like, uh, John kept encouraging the crowd to, well, demanding, not encouraging, to clap along and get those fucking hands up. And, you know, it was almost like, hey, we're out here busting our ass. The least you can do is, um, 
you know, give it back to us. And we did, you know, the crowd was right there and they did play four of the new songs off Metal City. And you're right, it slides right into the catalog. I'm not going to give a set spoiler, but they split it up between all the vintage albums. Rock Until You Drop, Wiped Out, All For One, the new one, Metal City. Again, put in some solos that, hey, you know, no one's ever going to confuse these guys with some high-end prog band, and they don't need to be. But they're they're metalers, they, they're veterans, and... It, it was great to be in a sweaty, like John Gallagher says, a sweaty dive bar and just, you know, jamming it out. So, uh, Bill, you now, you've been into Raven since the uh, early to mid-80s. How many times have you seen the band, and what was your take on the whole afternoon? Uh, that was my seventh time seeing them, and uh, since 1986. It was incredible. It was a great show, man. I mean, they have... I got to say, every time I see them, they're just amazing. And they remind me so much of why I like those guys. And the addition of Mike Heller on the drums really, really, really has boosted them tremendously, I think, especially live. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. He's just a um, pounding machine. It's just watching them. You felt it, and then you had the visual. Now, absolutely. We, Bill and I, we grew up together, and, you know, we've been um, jamming these guys since. 82 83 when all for one came out but i yep. remember meeting these guys at the lakeshore record exchange um years ago you've met these guys before correct yeah i've met them several times and uh always super humble totally cool easy to approach and talk to like you like walt said they're exactly what we love about metal you know, everything from John Gallagher on bass with a flying V or a like an old Hamer Explorer with a whammy bar to, um, yeah. you know, it's just, <laughs> I, I hate to say cliche, but I, it, it's just, that's how they are. And, uh, you know, he has, it's cool because he has the, uh, he's always had that earpiece, the microphone, the headpiece. So it yep. gives him the availability to just roll around. And at one point, he did. At the end of the set, he walked through the crowd playing. And it was just it was just a good time to be in a club atmosphere. And it, it was a treat. It was uh, definitely well worth the trip. And I'm looking forward to the spring leg of the tour. They were talking about, you know, they're going to break for the holidays. They're going to put something together. And they'll be back. So we're going to play this interview and within the interview, um, we have music, some of the tracks that they played, some surprises, and you will hear both uh, Metal Walt and Bill the Rager in there. And I want to thank you guys for, you know, getting out of your comfort zone because you helped me with this broadcast and the podcast. You put your uh, big boy leather and denims on and you both of you guys, you contributed to the whole presentation. I want to give you a big thank you. Well, you're welcome, and I, I appreciate you uh, allowing us to to kind of tag along, I guess, more or less on my part, but I, I appreciate that. So. Yeah, same here. I, uh, it was an amazing uh, day, day and a half for me with you guys, most importantly, and uh, yeah, got a nice uh, nice show poster autographed by the man, ready to go up to my uh, metal man cave, so another piece, another stamp on the wall. Enjoy your holidays, and we will talk to both of you very soon. Remember, you could hear Walt on the continuing series on Metal Mayhem ROC, The History of Metal. 
Check out Bill's band, Order of the Dead. You can pick up some of their music on Bandcamp. Follow them on Facebook. The band has a lot of energy, and they've been around for a while, so support the younger guys and uh, give Order of the Dead a listen on all your streaming services. Gentlemen, enjoy your holiday. Thank you. You do the same. Thank you, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, listeners. Okay, well, so we're going to get into this uh, interview right now. This is Bill the Rager, Metal Walt, and the guys from Raven from Dingbats in New Jersey. I'm the Vernomatic. This is Metal Mayhem ROC. Have a great holiday, and we'll see you soon. Attention metalheads. Since we launched in 2019, Metal Mayhem ROC has been the go-to source for metalheads to talk about and hear the music they love. We can't thank you enough for being part of the family. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, hit subscribe so you know when we go live. Plus, tell folks why you like to listen when you leave a rating and review. If you're listening on another platform, head over to podchaser.com and type in Metal Mayhem ROC in the search bar. Hit subscribe, then rate the show and leave a comment on why you get your metal fix from the Vernomatic and his guests, Metal Mayhem ROC. Now, back to the show. Hello, this is John Gallagher from Raven, and you're listening to Metal Mayhem ROC with John the Vernomatic Verno. Turn it up! The Vernomatic here in Clifton, New Jersey. I have John Gallagher from Raven just finishing up the first leg of the Metal City U.S. Tour. John, thank you for finally getting together with us. How are you doing, buddy? It's all right, and you don't have to hold that gun at me. I will talk to you. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, any, any means to get this done. So I'd like to introduce you to the rest of the Metal Mayhem team. This is Bill the Rager from Rochester, New York. Ah, yes, indeed, Rochester. <laughs> we'll touch base on that. And we have, he goes by the name of Metal Walt to keep his metal and his professional world separate. He's a local guy from down here in Jersey. So they're going to help interject in this it's, conversation. It's good to meet your father. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, the angle we're taking today, we're going to talk about 2021 touring. You've been on the road for 40 plus years. We want to find out. Why do you keep coming out here and doing this? What keeps you going and how you do it? It looks like you're a one-man crew. We're sitting in John and the band's RV, fully equipped with microwaves and uh, sleep, sleeping quarters. Tell us a little bit about the road. How's the? Uh, you've been on the road for about a month now. How's it been getting back out in there? Same as usual, to be honest. I mean, a few things have been different. Uh, basically, if you're eating which you like to do when you're out on the road, let's stop at a rest stop or whatever. The majority of restaurants, like your Denny's and your IHOPs and all this, are closing at 6 o'clock. 
even Waffle House, which is bulletproof 24 hours, sorry, we can only do takeout one or two places. Mm. So that's nationwide, and that's obviously, you know, without getting into a whole political rant or what have you, you know, if people are getting free money, they don't want to work, and who can blame them? So, you know, they're having difficulty getting staff countrywide, they're all over the country. So that's been a bit of an issue with that. But failing that, other than the West Coast, it's been pretty normal. How are the cr- how are the crowds been? The crowds have been good. They've been very enthusiastic and uh, very liberal with their money. Put it that way. We've been doing very well on the merch, which is uh, always always a good thing. Good. And, and we have great merch, so that, that helps, you know. Uh, well, on the way here, Metal Walt was inquiring. Uh, he would like to get one of these. Are you selling Metal, Metal City poster? You know what? We're not at the minute, but we're, we're going to put that into operation for the next thing. And there's there's a whole bunch of other art, as you know, in the uh, in the album art, which most of it lends itself to poster type things. So, you know, let's let's see what happens. I mean, initially this was going to be one date. We got asked to do it's like a mini festival in Chicago, and it was like, are we going to do one date? No, it's still a weekend. Mm-hmm. In the weekend, but this is this is good money. Just you know, we checked a little bit more, put a toe in the water, and just said, "Blow it out, do it. Let's let's do a full tour and see how it goes." And it turned into that. So, uh, and again, because of those wonderful three words, because of COVID, uh, getting merchandise and getting things done has been very difficult. Yeah. Everyone's this the supply chain nonsense. They don't have materials. It takes longer. I mean, we ran out of stuff twice on this, which is, it's a great problem to have, but it's still very difficult to fit, to fix. Uh, Let's take a peek at the set list. Four songs off the new one. Is is the set list changing any? Are we going to... It changes a little at the tail end. We're never quite sure what we're going to throw in, but uh, basically go ahead and we'll, we'll assume. Let's go that way. Are you getting deeper into the motors or a Metal City release besides the four that you're doing? No, no we're, the, we're basically doing them, and not so easy. We've done in a few and haven't done other times. It's we we did a big set the first this one this one and, and it was that's the Louisville set. Mm-hmm. We basically did pretty much everything we were going to do, and then we said what works, what doesn't, and we moved some stuff around. So Town of the Airways was too early in the set, so we moved that later and you know just just move things around a little bit and then you get some sort of cohesion uh we usually play around a little at the tail end of the set and maybe play one song rather than another and yeah. see what happens with that but we you know it's 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 good to ha- to have this and to grow into it and to really just start powering through and you know for for us, the, it's all the the little parts that that make it special. The little goofy things will come up during a tour. Little improvised parts, like oh, that's good. Let's do that again tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah, these things develop. So, how much of this set list is based on the years of doing it? You have your openers. Well, Take Control's been a perennial opener ever since we ever, you know, we did the record. It's a great opening song. Uh not only because it's a good song, it's uh, mid-paced. Everyone, it's well-defined who's playing what. It doesn't mm-hmm. all start like at the beginning. You can hear everything. So it's good for a sound man. 
to go, okay, this is what's going on, dial it all in, gets it together. So, and it's it's just a good way to start the set. It gets everyone's fists pumping and then you can start opening the accelerator after that. I heard an interview with you and John a while back, and you mentioned how um, when you guys were in Ithaca, and uh, you lived down there for a while, right? Or you lived yeah, in lived in Cortland, actually. And that it, to me, that just trips me out because here we are huge Raven fans. Back then, we had no idea you guys were living under our noses. We were right under the floorboards. <laughs> we were right there. <laughs> That's great. No, obviously they. There was these girls who had a house up in Cortland, Rock and Roll Hotel. Uh, it was a huge house, and. Yeah, Manjum basically dumped us up there. We were living there where we were doing the Stay Hard album. And right. we, we just stayed there because it was cheap. That's cool. What the hell? And most of the time we were on the road. So, right. you know, it was a it was a base. You, you always need a base for yes. that. So that's how we ended up with that connection up there. But uh, we've always loved playing up there. Albany, Rochester, Buffalo, upstate yes. New York. So it was always very cool. And I mean, we're from the northeast of England, and in some ways, there's a lot of parallels with the northeast of the states. It's pretty. What you see is what you get. Blue collar. You know what I mean? It's that type of deal. I have a hello from uh, Carl Kennedy. Ah, Carl. Carl's a good man. Just spoke with him last week. He has a new project out. Yes, Carl's a wonderful drummer and a great guy. And I mentioned this, and he said, send my hellos. Awesome. So I will send it back to him. Send them back with, with spades, yeah. So how's everyone feeling? How you doing? How's your brother doing? Doing good, a little crusty, but uh, you know, that's just being on the road. You're kind of in this zombie fashion for, you know, 22 hours out of the day. And then you kind of wake yourself up and then you turn on and go apeshit for an hour and a half, two hours. And then, you know. How's Mike doing? Mike doing fine? Mike's kicking ass. Mike's kicking ass. Mike's a force of nature. He's, you know, he just, he's quiet, he just sits there, he does his, uh, his little warm-ups, and then he goes out there and destroys. <laughs> I'm a local Jersey guy, big metalhead for 20, 30 years here, and uh, I've done my homework, and I've seen that you've played this exact venue, I think maybe four or five times already through the years, so it must be familiar to you. 
I also know that, you know, there might be some history with you and Jersey guys um, from, let's say, the Old Bridge Metal Militia time frame. So tell us a little bit about your, let's say, affection towards this state and this venue especially. Off the bat, when we first came to America, that, uh, you know, there was a parallels between the people from my part of England to, you know, to the, the northeast of the states, especially, you know, the Jersey guys. Uh, we came over in 82 and we did the Halloween Headbangers Ball and we did like four dates with Anvil around Jersey and New York and we stayed in Oldbridge and it was uh the whole thing was you know culture shock it was hey this is what's on the tv you know because if you were in england back then you look it, it's very different the world's a lot smaller now than it was then a lot of things are very similar but the concept of johnny's east saying do you want to come to the supermarket and it's 11 o'clock and it's open 24 hours what ridiculous i mean this was at a time in england where supermarkets and all shops would close half day on a Wednesday and nothing would be open on a Sunday at all so you know, the world has changed slightly but uh, you know we were over for that we came over the next year we stayed with some friends in Bayonne off yes. and on when we weren't doing stuff and, yeah. you know I remember bringing girls over and getting chased by the parents not who weren't very happy about it <laughs> <and> <laughs> all kinds of silly stuff but uh you know, we've we've had quite the love affair with America since from day one because it's 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 set up for touring. You know, it's a twenty-four hour lifestyle, and you can go out, you can get food, you can get stuff, you can, you know, and it's it's never ending. You can there's still places we haven't played, there's still cities we haven't played, there's still states we haven't played. One or two, we've never played in Mississippi, we've never played in Alabama. We've played just about everywhere else. And and why is that, John? Is it just the routing or the uh, Well, or? some of it is, uh, I mean, some of it is, there's this not always a, maybe a thriving rock scene in Alabama or Mississippi. Maybe it, it's more country. I mean, we actually played Arkansas in the Kill em All for One Tour. Yeah. We played like two or three dates there, which was strange, but there was a crowd and they liked it. So what the hell, that, that's our main prerequisite, you know? If these people want to come and see us, we'll play for them. Now, going back to the old days, the Anthrax and the Exciter days, do you keep in touch with any of those guys? You... I mean, we only really met uh, Exciter once, but I'll, I'll speak occasionally with Alan on, online with Traded Things. And, you know, this of all those bands, there's some mutual respect. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all still here, so that that's a big thing right there. We play festivals, we've run into Anthraxes through times, and the guys are still great, you know, it's always good to see them. Because they are celebrating their 40th anniversary, and I know Scott and Charlie put together this career-spanning box set, a video, with a lot of communication with some of the older guys. I, I saw some of that, it was it was really well done, they were talking about the whole thing with Neil and all this stuff, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw some of that. We're talking with John Gallagher, lead singer and bass player of the band Raven, we're in uh, New Jersey tonight at Dingbats, finishing up the Metal City Tour. So we're going to break for the holidays, and then you mentioned possibly uh Yeah, we're looking at forward. a second leg. I mean, initially it was set to start January 6th. We'll, you'll know more about that when I do. Let's see what's happening. We're discussing some stuff. We may, we may need to put it back. 
but uh, we will definitely be going out and the idea was to basically fill in where we didn't play on this one why pull it back uh it's basically some logistical issues i'll tell you more about it off off okay. the record as it were uh you know if there's, there's a lot involved we're doing a tour and just you know putting up a bunch of dates and just going out isn't the best way of doing things necessarily we went out without an opening band this time because nobody uh was either able to do it or was suggested that was of uh sufficient caliber to do that we figured you know we'd be better off playing with locals yeah at least locals bring people in yeah and we've had some great local bands opening on the tour which was very cool especially on the west coast some really out there bands pretty cool cool stuff so i know it's never too early to start thinking follow up the metal city but do you write on the road or are there endless supply of ideas or you'll get there when you get there there's an endless supply of ideas i don't usually write on the road although i do have my phone in my pocket and yesterday Mark was tuning up and I was saying, what was that? Let me record that. Okay, I got that. For later. Uh, we've got about 30 songs ready to go. And they're great. I'm really excited about them. Uh, and we just have to shoehorn when we're going to record. Now obviously if we don't tour when we said we were, we may actually start recording. Mm -hmm. Right then instead. And get that together. The idea is to get it out at least the tail end of next year and at worst the beginning of 2023 but it's you know we we'd, again and that's all everything to do with a record it's all lead time you've got to give it to the record company about four months before it comes out which immediately takes four months out of the air right yep, there yep. so you can see what's going on with that we have a cruise coming up in March, which I can't announce yet, but it will be announced very soon, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun. It's a bit different for us. And Europe, which who knows, because they just shut down the Netherlands and I beg the Czech Republic, possibly Germany and Austria are now vilifying all the non-vaccinated people and putting them in a box saying you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do the other. So we shall see. Come sit in. Perfect timing. Let's take a walk down heavy metal memory lane. The show is Metal Mayhem ROC. We're talking about Rochester, New York. We got some memories of Rochester playing the Penny Arcade. 
We played there a bunch of times. It was always a good, a good gig. It was a sweaty club. Of course. Which is where known for playing sweaty clubs and, and dives. But uh, that's kind of cool because we used to live up in that, in that area. We, we lived there near Ithaca. New York, and we lived there for a few years. Yeah, yeah. John was uh, Bill Anson, Bill the Rager, Bill the Rager, <laughs> Mark Gallagher. <laughs> and this is my buddy, uh, Metal Walt. Hey, what's up, bro? Jersey guy. Yeah, he's a Jersey guy. We're from Rochester, so. Oh, my God. It's a, it's a... oh come on in, come on in. And this more. So Rochester, New York. So you like the Penny Arcade? Any memories? And I remember the one time. But what was that story? Oh, the uh, ceiling tiles got a little t- torn up there. <laughs> ceiling tiles. You almost broke your foot kicking the. That's right. I did. I did uh, at a show in Rhode Island the night before. I kicked the drum riser like an idiot, and it was killing me. And the tour manager said, "Here, take one of these." And he gave me a volume. And I was out for like eighteen hours. Oh. I woke up without a sore foot, and I remember setting up my pedals, and there was flies over everything. And so that was my memory of the Penny Arcade, lots of flies. Well, it, was, it is down near the lake. but uh, And Milwaukee Frozen Custard, right there, right outside the door. Abbott's Frozen Custard, we had the Lakeshore Record Exchange. Yes, we did a, yeah, we yeah. Did a, an install there, I think. Yeah, you probably did a couple of them, but um, that, yeah. That a Ramada Inn that had a pool. I remember that too. It was an indoor pool. <laughs> not a lot of stops have indoor pools. No, 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 because they're outdoor. In Rochester, there's nothing outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> it's nice for six weeks a year up there. Give us a hard time, but um, yeah. So what we're doing here is uh, taking a little walk down heavy metal memory lane, emphasizing the Metal City tour and the release and just celebrating Raven because, you know, we've been, we've been fans since the early days. Uh, we were, you know, 13 years old, followed you all the way through. You know, we had all the albums. We've been seeing the tours. So when we had a chance to, I did contact um, your management to get you up to Rochester for this tour. We did, There wasn't any open uh, spots no, at no, the no, venues. This yeah, but there is a second leg. Yeah, we're, we're talking about doing the second leg, mm-hmm. and it, it will be up, you know, we, we do that. It will definitely be some gigs in the upstate New York. Just on a side note, New York was like, when we first came here, we stayed in Jersey and New York. So this area for us is is really the United States. Everything else is kind of like a little Disney World United States. So, you know, we like, you know, Chicago and these other places, but New York has always been cool for us. It's amazing that you guys have had such a long uh, career, you know, and just boy, like, what keeps you going? Love what we do. God bless. We're still healthy, so we can jump around like idiots still, and we still have a lot of music in us. Is that and what? More to come. So, is that one of those things where it's just in the blood? What else yeah. will you be doing? With Mike Heller now, it's it's a whole different thing. We're like it's more like on ten, you know. What I mean, with Mike being you know in, yeah. on drums, and um, I just think he's a force in nature, you know. So. To have him be part of this band is like huge for us. So I just want to give him a good yeah, shout out. Amazing drummer.
uh, discussing Mike a little earlier, and that's yeah, cool. He he brings that uh, newer edge to the band. He's it's kind of like a mixture between the old days, the first days of Raven, you know, the early albums, and then kind of like uh, you know some of the stuff we did through the eighties and stuff and in in, through the nineties because we're a seventies band, nineteen seventies, brother. Oh damn, we're not eighties. Yeah, I remember. That, that that happened when I was trying to get a record deal in the 90s and some record company character who will remain nameless was all, it's all 90s babe, all 90s babe. It's like, 90s? Yeah, well, you know, you're an 80s band. I goes, we're not an 80s band, we're a 70s band. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. Shut up and... <laughs> yeah, well, we, the, that same exact uh, topic came up when we were talking with Lips. And he was saying, hey, you know, we from Anvil, he's like, hey, we started in the 70s. Yeah. It was just so happened uh, the metal craze of the 80s caught up with us. And he's actually was mentioning that people say to him, well, do you miss the glory days? It's like the glory days. The glory days are now the, the new fans. It's not so much, you know, the bigger bands bringing their young kids. It's the newer generation. Are you noticing that? Yes. Younger faces? I mean, you'll play certain places and it's the old guard. But you'll play other places, like uh, a lot of the, those West Coast dates specifically, very young audience. Very young. And knowledgeable, they know the stuff, you know. So, and you'll have, I mean, when we play in Europe, you'll have people who are 50, 60 year old, and they'll have their sons and daughters, and they are bringing their kids. Yeah. So you've got like three g generations going on, which is They're awesome. bringing kids they just find on the street anywhere. They bring anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and their animals. <laughs> All right, well, hey, guys, um, I got some parting gifts for you. You know, we don't come empty-handed. Uh, Bill, if you mind, hold the... Sure. I have some Metal Mayhem swag. Are you kidding me? No, man, now you don't have to nice. wander. Uh, what are we, a 2X or XL? I'm an XL. We're XL. XL? We always XL. Oh. Extra luxurious. <laughs> One XL here. Right. And... I have more in the car. I got a 2X, or if you would like an XL, I can get it out of the car. XL, a 2X is probably I'm parked big. right up front. One of the guys that does the show with us, Ian, he couldn't make it. He's oh. in the health field, and he wanted to pass this along, his band Motorlord. Oh, it's a great power band from Central New York. Oh, sweet. That's his, uh, that's his uh, cassette, or CD? his CD. Yeah. Uh, there's some stickers, like to see those Metal Mayhem stickers on your road cases. That always helps. Thanks for taking the time tonight, and uh, we're looking forward to the show. Thank you so much. Good yeah. stuff. Hopefully, you have a CD player in the van. We do. That's an old school. But I have an air track in my um, in my um, airstream. I have an air track in my underwear. Okay. <laughs>
Metal for Life. Thanks for listening to Metal Mayhem ROC. Check out our websites at MetalMayhemROC.com and MetalForever.com for information on upcoming concerts, podcasts, archives, and all sorts of info. Please like, follow, and share with everyone, even your non-metal friends. Catch us next time on WLFE-DB Radio. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.